I found out over the weekend it's probably not a good idea for men to hold the door open for women anymore. Especially if she has a bone in her nose. Just keep walking. Don't hold the door. Don't even look at it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, this is the Radio Espionage Underground Podcast from Los Angeles for Monday, February 26th. I'm Mark Elliott, unedited and unfiltered, medicated and sedated for your listening pleasure today. Uh, um, by the way, to the group of women who are sending me photos still, uh, photos of their butt asking me to guess their weight, uh, just stop it. <laughs> I, was, I was never in the circus. I was in radio. I, I get that you can misconstrue the two. <laughs> but just give it a rest, all right? Uh, here is today's espionage, the stuff we're going to get into. Uh, F&Q, Facts and Questions, is coming up. Sylvester Stallone announces he's got to fly now. We'll talk about that. And when do fans go too far at a sporting event? i got some thoughts for you. Uh, what is more popular now, classic rock or classic hits? We're going to talk some radio coming up. And circle March 22nd on your calendar right now while I'm reminding you. I'll tell you why coming up as we get into the espionage today. As you know, I like to start every podcast by shouting out to people I used to work with uh, to say thanks for helping me live the dream. So hello to Chris Kampmeyer, Kurt Kelly, Tanya Campos, and Rich Bryan. We worked together at the Unistar Radio Network. I was there for seven years in Hollywood. I spent three years on the Niche 29 rock format and uh, worked with Kurt, Tanya, and Rich. Kurt wasn't there that long, but Kurt hired me. Uh, Tanya was always great uh, to work with, supportive, upbeat, fun, knowledgeable. Rich, one of the best rock programmers on the planet, learned so much from him. And uh, to Chris, thank you for all of those hours we sat talking about programming at Hamburger Hamlet. Without Chris, I don't think I would have got into the programming side of radio. Uh, but big thanks to Chris, who I think is, Florida, is in Florida, retired. <laughs> a Californian who ended up in Florida. Gee, how does that happen? Uh, but thanks to everybody uh, for the time we spent together. Uh, now that I have a whole month of uh, the Radio Espionage Underground podcast under my belt, I'm able to see where people are listening from. So shout-outs to people listening in Los Angeles, Arlington, Virginia, and Las Vegas. Those are our top three cities where people are listening. And Paris, France, Brussels, Belgium, and London in the U.K. are listening to the Radio Espionage Underground Podcast. And wherever you're at, thank you for listening. Everybody, we appreciate, I appreciate that you listen to the podcast. I'm surprised, <laughs> but I'm glad that you do, and hopefully you're finding it uh, uh, interesting uh, makes you think the whole part of this podcast, by the way, is about providing you with uh, reasons to spend time and thought. That's what I hope you get out of it. All right, digging into email. Jimmy Grant from Santa Barbara sent me a nice note saying that he watched the movie Whiplash that I recommended a couple of podcasts ago and said he loved it. How about some more chatter about movies and TV? Uh, I can do that, Jimmy. Uh, big movie fan. TV, not so much. Uh, I was watching a CNN special on the 80s a couple of weeks ago, and I realized how many TV shows that I didn't see in the 80s. Uh, I did not see Cheers. I did not see um, Miami Vice. I did not see Knight Rider. I'm aware of those shows. I just never watched them. Murphy Brown, right on down the line. Um, I, I just wasn't a big TV watcher. Um, shows that I've watched that I love, uh, man, I'm right there with Seinfeld, uh, Frasier, Two and a Half Men, 
uh, I like Mom. Uh, those are TV shows uh, more recent that I've watched and not saying Seinfeld and Frasier are recent uh, unless you're talking about the reboot. Uh, but we'll get into some of those things. Uh, Linda Holly, Cumberland, Maryland, said you were a little hard on Beyonce, weren't you? Personally, I like the song, Texas Hold'em. I enjoy hearing it on the radio. So be nice, Mark. <laughs> you know, Linda, I call him as I see him. Um, I don't get them all right, but I still think country radio is getting hoodwinked by Beyonce's song. I don't think it's a great song, but you know what? The thing about music is it touches people in different ways. And if it makes you want to get out and twerk on the hood of your car at a red light in an intersection, you know, Linda, go do it. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. That's what music is supposed to do. Uh, Dana Ashcraft, also, since you don't like Beyonce, who do you like? Okay. Uh, I listen to everything. Uh, I specialize in rock, but I listen to everything today. Um, Sabrina Carpenter's song, Feather, I think it's a great song. Good upbeat song, fun to listen to. Uh, Houdini by Dua Lipa. I love her. I think she's fabulous. Um, I love that song. Uh, and I also like almost anything from Doja Cat, as long as it doesn't involve her cooter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm that way because I really enjoyed Say So. I thought that was a great song. Okay, let's get into the espionage today, the F&Q, facts and questions. I don't give my opinion on politics. I just give you the facts and ask you a question. Hopefully it makes you think. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, in case you have a short memory on this one, when Joe Biden was elected, uh, the Democrats also had control of the House and the Senate for two years. So why didn't they secure the border then? Why didn't they do it then? Do you really believe the 7.2 plus million illegals crossing our borders is the Republicans' fault or is it Joe Biden passing the buck? Migrant crime of murder, rape, and robbery is the fastest growing crime rate in America today. So my question is, sanctuary cities who defunded the police, what were they thinking? And then opening the borders, allowing thousands of gang members who flooded into our country. What did they think was going to happen when all of this came about? Uh, migrant crime on the rise. Now, as Joe Biden would say, by the way, there are plenty of openings for police officers. Not a joke. He really means it. Don't be surprised at some point if an illegal immigrant arrests you as an American citizen in the future. It could happen. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Getting arrested by somebody, somebody who came across the board illegally and you've lived here your entire life as an American and they're going to send you to the pokey. What are your thoughts on that? The Koch brothers announced they will stop funding Nikki Haley's presidential campaign after getting smoked in her home state of South Carolina on Saturday. Uh, do you think she'll pull out before or after Super Tuesday? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that one? And Donald Trump raked in in one day over 400 grand selling his new gold tennis shoes. I mean, hey, what's up next? Trump gold teeth grills? Yo, Donald Trump raps? Seriously, folks. What are your thoughts on the F and Q? That's what it was. No opinions, just facts and questions. Sylvester Stallone has announced he's leaving California. He's gonna fly now. He's moving to Florida. Uh, he announced that he's selling his L.A. home, buying a $35 million mansion in Palm Beach. He's probably getting more square footage is probably what it is. I'm sure that at this point with those daughters, 
<laughs> he needs a lot of space to move out because I believe they all still live together in the same house. Um, but, you know, how about a standing ovation for Gavin Newsom? Okay, Governor Gavin Newsom, who's chased another high-tax-paying celebrity out of California. You know, a lot of people ask me why I stay. Um, I love California. You know, I've traveled all over the United States programming radio stations. I've seen many cities, many markets. And uh, every city has their issues. Uh, you know, as far as cost goes, yeah, it's expensive to live here. But I've been here for close to 40 years in California. Uh, I was fortunate to have been, uh, you know, buy property when I was younger. And, you know, there's, there's a certain point that if I moved from California, I don't think my expenses would be that different. I've, I've kind of looked into this. And yet, a little cheaper here, a little cheaper there. But man, when you're 10 minutes from the beach, uh, you're a couple hours from the desert if you want to go play there or if you want to go into the mountains. For an example, I'm three hours from Palm Springs. In the morning, I could take the tram and, and be in two feet of snow and have a good time. And by afternoon, I could be down the tram and by the pool at the hotel getting a suntan. I mean, where else offers that kind of lifestyle? And I live in this tiny little uh, three-mile island in the Santa Monica Mountains that I don't really see a lot of riffraff. Uh, I only leave my three-mile island when I go to the airport in Burbank. That's it. Um, and, and I will be honest, when you go out and you go to L.A. to a Lakers game or a Dodgers game uh, and you're on the freeways, um, it doesn't look like the L.A. I moved to in 1986, okay? It just doesn't. Um, and it's leadership. It's strictly leadership in this, uh, this city, this state. Uh, and that's why up to one, I think I read the stat this morning, almost two million people have left California over the past six years since Gavin Newsom was elected as governor. And, and he wants to be president. Do you think he's competent? Just the facts. And that's the question. But Stallone's moving. And, um, you know, part of it, I think, is um, he's 76 years old, uh, no state tax in Florida. Obviously, you're trying to make your money go as far as you want, and he still wants to live a, a nice life of luxury, I'm sure. He's earned it. Why not? Uh, but that's, the, that's, that's what's happening. Um, but hey, uh, Newsom's in-laws moved to Florida, right? That should tell you something right there. Elon Musk has left. He's gone to Texas. Mark Wahlberg left to Nevada, close by, but he's still in Nevada, tax-free state. Mickey Six of Molly Crew took off to Idaho. Gene Simmons from Kiss. If you watched Family Jewels, you saw that beautiful mansion he lived in in Hollywood. Uh, he sold that and has now gone to Canada. Ben Shapiro from The Daily Wire took his whole family to Nashville. These are all high-paying jobs. Uh, I've watched company after company leave Southern California. Uh, the auto industry all moved to Tennessee. These are all high-paying jobs that have left. Tax base is eroding. Uh, you know, so maybe at some point uh, I will be forced to leave uh, California, but I hope not. Uh, and good luck to Sly if he's taking off to Florida. Uh, Florida's a beautiful state as well. Uh, don't blame you for wanting to get out right now, especially if you're living in that part of L.A. where it's Hollywood, Hollywood Hills, Bel Air. Uh, it's, it's changing. Uh, Beverly Hills is not even safe anymore, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so when do fans go too far at sporting events? Um, 
situation came up last week. Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns was walking out onto the court, and the lady who probably spent five or six hundred dollars for a courtside seat called him a bitch. And instead of uh, just going out to the court and warming up, Kevin went to address the lady and talk to her about it. Naturally, she backed down and apologized for, for saying it. But, you know, fans, I believe, when they go to sporting events, pay a lot of money to go. And uh, I think they feel like they can say whatever the hell they want. You know, free speech, free speech. Well, there's a certain level of responsibility that goes with free speech. It doesn't mean speak your mind. You certainly can but have some respect for others. So I think when you get to the point where you're using racial slurs or any kind of profanity towards an athlete, uh, even a celebrity, whatever it is, that's where you gotta draw the line. Um, certainly when you go to a game in New York and Philadelphia, uh, it's a different world. Uh, those fans are uh, oh, notorious, notorious uh, for nailing uh, players and athletes, and I, I get it. Um, I went to a Pirates game when I was back home. I'm from Pittsburgh originally in that area. I was at a Pirates game, and I watched this guy celebrating his birthday, and he was buying the whole section beer after beer after beer. I don't know how much this guy spent. Uh, this was probably 20 years ago, so it's not as expensive as, as it is now. But I watched him buy beer after beer after beer for this section that he was setting in. And by the seventh inning, he was belligerent. Um, being just a little outrageous. Think about all the money he spent, and here come the security guards. They picked his ass up and carried him out and threw him out of the stadium, threw him out of the game. That was his thanks for spending all that money on beer. So I think that uh, as you drink and you get belligerent, just keep in the back of your mind, if you don't want to get in a fight and get thrown out of the game, uh, hold on to racial slurs or any kind of profanity. Uh, I went to a Dodgers game in 87, and Tommy Lasorda was the manager of the Dodgers, and he was on this slim fast diet uh, where the slogan was, have a shake and a sensible dinner. That's what he was always saying. I have a shake and a sensible dinner, and I can have uh, pasta every day and lose weight. Uh, so this was a very popular ad campaign in Los Angeles at the time. I was about 10 rows behind home plate, and I'm a diehard Reds fan, and the Dodgers were playing the Reds, and Tommy comes out and starts arguing with the umpire. And the fans are cheering about it. It's really loud. And right at the point where everybody calmed down, I stood up and yelled, Hey, Lasorda, go have a shake and a sensible dinner and shut the hell up. That echoed through the stadium. Everybody heard it, looked at me, and Tommy Lasorda even looked in my direction. That's how loud it was. It came across. That was the last time. I've ever going through a ball game and exercise my right as a fan to scream out onto the field or anything. I just sit there and watch the game now. I love the game of baseball. Uh, the chess game that goes on between the pitcher and catcher is one of the most amazing uh, competitions in sports. I love it. Uh, but just watch the racial slurs, any kind of profanity. Be nice. Um, Let's switch to radio. I did a little research over the weekend between classic hits and classic rock because uh, I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, really curious about where classic rock is going in the future. I, I continue to see markets lose share, lose cum, lose time spent listening and um, losing it to classic hits. So I wanted to go into the top 50 markets and do a little bit of research to find out what's really happening. Because if you go to markelliotmedia.com, 
I talk about, there is only going to be one rock format available to terrestrial radio in the near future. Um, so go read more about it there. But here's what I found out in the top 50 markets. There are approximately, well, there are exactly 46 classic rock stations and 38 classic hit stations. Now, to give you an idea of the difference, if you're not a radio person and you're listening to the podcast, classic rock, I'm sure you know what this is. It focuses strictly on rock, where classic hits only plays the big hits. It could be rock, it could be pop, could be dance, could be multiple different types of music genres, but it's a format that's a mile wide and an inch deep. doesn't really go too deep into a library, where you might only hear you know one song from Boston on a classic hits station like more than a feeling but on classic rock you're going to hear Boston's whole library okay so that's the difference between the two formats um, but here's what I found in the markets where they compete classic hits is beating classic rock 68% of the time five years ago that was reversed so as classic rock listeners starting to age out of the format, the younger end are listening to classic hits because of its mass appeal for men and women. I mean, you get to a point in your life where songs that you hated when you were younger still bring back fond memories. Oh, I remember when I hated that song. And you'll listen to it because it brings back good memories. Uh, so I think some of that applies to classic hits. Now, that eventually that format will pull back as well. But right now, 68% of the time it's beating classic rock. And I believe that in time, we're only going to have room for one rock format. Uh, at the same time, stations that identify as rock or active rock, these are songs that pretty, or stations that play songs from the 90s to now, for an example. Okay, for those of you, again, not radio programmers or radio people. Um, there are only 17 stations in the top 50 markets that identify as rock or active rock. And only one is in the top five. That's WMMR in Philadelphia at number two. And what I find interesting about, uh, interesting about MMR is they've started adding more of the 90s pop alternative groups uh, in their mix. Uh, Spin Doctors, uh, Counting Crows, uh, bands of that nature ever clear. Um, I haven't heard or seen where they're playing any Goo Goo Dolls or Matchbox 20 yet, but I'm sure it's not too far away. Uh, but go to markelliotmedia.com and learn more about my Axe Radio format. The last rock format standing is what it's going to be because it will age a classic rock station and it will appeal to those active or rock station listeners who are kind of enamored, uh, disenchanted with that format now. All right, well, since Jimmy Grant sent me the email asking me to talk a little bit more about movies because he liked Whiplash, um, I went to see Argyle a couple of weeks ago. And I'm surprised it's not doing as well at the box office, maybe because it's a third movie in the Kingsman series, but I thought it was well done. Nice twists and turns, funny, uh, clever, uh, very interesting uh, take on the Kingsman series. And I hadn't seen the first two Kingsman movies yet, um, which were Secret Service, and Golden Circle. Uh, so I went back and watched those. And wow, what a very cool series. Uh, if you like the Austin Powers, James Bond spy film kind of flair, uh, I think you'll dig all three, so try those out. And I'm always amazed by how many people have never seen the movie Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner, Demi Moore, and William Hurt, who was outstanding in this film, the late William Hurt. Uh, this movie has so many twists and turns in it. You just don't see them coming. 
and I don't know why so many people haven't saw this. Maybe it was during the time Kevin Costner was kind of getting a lot of backlash because uh, it hadn't made so many good movies through the 90s or something like that. I forget what it was, but for some reason, people haven't seen Mr. Brooks. I highly, highly recommend that movie. And did you see what's coming on March 22nd? Here's a hint. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. That's right, 40 years since the first Ghostbusters was released. March 22nd, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is coming out. And yes, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts from the original movie will be in this one. I don't know how much of a role they'll have. Um, I just saw the trailer and saw the date and I go, wow, 40 years. Uh, it's been since Ghostbusters, the original was out. Uh, of course, Harold Ramos won't be in the film. Uh, he passed away, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, 73-year-old Bill Murray, 71-year-old Dan Aykroyd, 78-year-old Ernie Hudson, and 71-year-old Annie Potts uh, appearing in the new Ghostbusters movie, Frozen Empire, due out March the 22nd. All right, that's it for this episode of the Radio Espionage Underground podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. The conversation continues on x.com slash radioespionage U, the letter U. And for everything else, just go to markelliotmedia.com. That's where you can read, watch, listen, and connect. Thanks for listening to the Radio Espionage Underground podcast. Come back on Thursday when my guest won't be Jim Biden. <laughs>